Hold on a second. Do 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 do. Hi, and thanks for calling the We Did It hotline. For a good time, please visit one eight four four We Did It dot com. See you soon. Ah, what the fuck? I wish hey, LaRue. Yeah, and the LaRue one, they had like a... You can leave a Hi, fuck. Hold on. and thanks for calling the weed. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the other one, in the LaRue video, you could leave a, a cheeky message. A cheeky message. message, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, well. You could still <laughs> leave a cheeky message. Yeah, Adam, Adam, leave a cheeky message. to another edition of the Music Video Land podcast brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com, the internet music video database. My name is Adam. Do stuff for imvdb, such as the code and the data. And with me as usual is Mr. Doug Klinger, soon to be New York Doug Klinger, but currently Pompano Beach Doug Klinger. How are you, Doug? Doing super good. Get, uh, getting all the shitty parts of Pompano Beach um, while I'm still here, so... Oh spending spend time with lots of alphas. There's a lot of there's a lot of Paneras there. There's um, all the Panera breads getting visited. Make sure you hang hit every single one of them. Um, and in a place where there are no Paneras, that's the city motto in Sudbury, Ontario, is Mr. Adam Alexander from Fringe Music Fix. Adam, how are you? I'm not dead yet. Oh boy, that's like that's a solid connection right there. Um, I think he said he's not dead yet. We're not quite sure about that. Um, <laughs> but we have. With us on the podcast, uh, uh, two not one, but two guests um, who we wanted to have on the podcast for a long time. Um, Ali Avital Sippin and Owen Donovan, better known, I think, as part of um, the group Bangs. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks, Hi. Thanks for having us. And this is a good time to talk to you guys because um, we're recording this on Thursday, September 18th. And this past Tuesday, you released a fantastic video for classic by the Knox featuring powers which we're going to talk about um but I, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about bangs and what kind of brought you guys together to, to work as as collaborators collaborators and what you guys do um well we're 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 bangs <laughs> we how did it all start it was felt kind of it was kind of a serendipitous beginning we um owen and i met through a friend um, and then, you know, we just had a coffee and then we found out about, uh, that Genero, the music video contest. And we made our first video ever for School of Seven Bells together. And it was Owen, Owen was shooting it. He's a cinematographer. I was directing. And then we had Steven Grise production designing and we made this video for School of Seven Bells. Um, and we had never 
really officially made a music video before. I, I had never really directed a video that had like seen the light of day except for like friends bands. Um, and we made this video for this contest and it won. And that was kind of the, the beginning of everything. It was like, you know, we went from having, you know, run around the streets of Brooklyn shooting it with literally the whole video cost us $10 to make. And it all, that whole $10 went to lunch. It was lunch and like, <laughs> yeah. and, and candy for the girl to the little girl in the video to keep her, keep uh, her awake. Yeah. Yeah. Sugar rush. Yeah. Sugar Where rush. did you guys get lunch for 10 bucks? <laughs> I don't even think we, I don't think, I don't think lunch was included was, in the $10. Was it ramen? Yeah. It, it something. Something like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's like a Hot Pockets all around. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can get um, a lot of Hot Pockets for 10 bucks. Was, yeah, exactly. So that so that was the that was the first, you know, real music video that we made. We had all come from kind of different backgrounds. Um, and that was just kind of how it started. And since then, we've been inseparable. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those things. It was like, yeah, we're pretty good at this. Maybe we should do it again. And and then again and again and again and yeah, here we are like what two and a half years later. Then, yeah, yeah, I guess so. And in your budget's gotten bigger than ten bucks. <laughs> uh, barely. <laughs> so, slowly know. but surely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, Everyone, we can all get pizza now on set. Sweet. But is <laughs> it is it one dollar pizza or three dollar pizza? Extravagant. Yeah, I mean, I think I think back then we had we had fantasies of what doing music videos for big big bands look like or bigger bands um and it's been interesting really learning the music music industry kind of you know and and having some of those fantasies get you know broken down <laughs> or just yeah. pushed further further down the road yeah. yeah i'm curious what some of those what some of those fantasies are that have or that have been pushed down seven foot monitors yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i think i think um I, I don't think I really knew the musician side of it before we really got into this stuff. I think I always thought the musicians had money, the artists, you know, the visual people didn't. Um, and I'm kind of starting to understand more how it works, how labels work, how managers work. Um, and also like just how ev every video is really different. There is no, you know, there is no like fantasy world in which you show up, you know, wearing your like, you know, dark rimmed glasses and get to just order everyone around that, you know, there's, there's a lot of compromises always involved. And when you're lucky, you get to feel like you have the dream job, but then, you know, in between all those moments is a lot of, a lot of like psychological therapy that you're, that you're providing for other people. <laughs> well, I want to, we want to talk about a few videos, but I guess we should start with the most recent one, which is, like I mentioned before, Classic by the Knox featuring Powers. And if anybody wants to see this video, they can go to the show notes, um, imvdb.com slash podcast, this is episode 124. Um, and I guess the first thing I want to know about this video is where you found these women, because if you haven't seen the video, it features... I guess maybe five or six of them that are sort of the main char main characters in this, and they all have really distinct look, not just style looks to them, but kind of just, you know, uh, visual looks to them, I guess. Uh, well, I'm I'm a really big fan of Backstage.com, which is a casting website um, in a way that's, like, almost a little bit creepy. So when I have an idea like this, um, and I know, I, you know, I know what I'm looking for. Like in this case, I was like, I want 
girls with big eyes um, who, I, I mean, it's, it's almost like I can't put into words. I just knew exactly what I was looking for. And I literally must have looked at like maybe, I don't know, like somewhere between like 10 and 20,000 pictures of people <laughs> before I settled on. I mean, I only cast, I think three of them were brand new, were from the website. Um, and then three of them were girls we've worked with before who I just, who, you know, even as I was pitching the treatment, as we were writing the treatment, we knew that those girls were, were already going to be in it. And we were, we were ready to schedule around them because they were, it, it, the casting in this case was what was going to make, make or break it and like be the, the selling point, I think of the concept. It's funny that, um, Adam Alexander spends a lot of time on Backstage.com as well, but totally different reasons. Adam Alexander <laughs> is totally into Backstage.com. Bringing Adam back in the fold. Um, I, I did want to uh, – Ali, you obviously – you helped out at OMG Everywhere um, this past summer. And last summer, the Knox were there helping out. And, uh, oh, really? It, yeah, yeah. They were, they were one of the bands that came and, and they made a music video with the kids. And um, is it true that there's kind of like a OMG connection in how this video was made? Is it true that like Austin, Austin Peters – technically commissioned this video yeah yeah and i didn't know until we were already working on it or maybe even after we had or maybe right before we shot it i found out and i'm super grateful because i'm a big i'm a big austin peters fan can you you say is it kind of he just like connected you guys together or how'd that work out yeah he's friends with he's friends with ben from the band or maybe both of them um and i guess they were looking for treatments and he he just gave them our our name. Um, and I believe we pitched, you know, we pitched against other directors. Um, but you know, they liked, it seemed like the, our treatment was exactly what they were looking for in the first place. So it was a really good match. And, you know, we've, we've become friends since then. And, you know, I've been, Ben, ben from the band and I are just constantly texting and, you know, comparing notes about all the shitty comments that are, <laughs> that are here on the YouTube that so that's that's something that i've always been really interested in especially with youtube because music videos kind of live on youtube you know uh, and youtube is a popular popularly known as a place where there's so many shitty comments and you know to kind of bring it this into another question i had about the kind of visual influences of this i've heard a lot of people mentioned the sims in conjunction with this was that something that you guys had even kind of brought in as an influence or was there something else? Uh, I think The Sims was something we had definitely talked about, but it wasn't like the driving force. We were also looking at like a lot of, <clears throat> what was the name of that? The Hitman? Yeah, I mean, some people on YouTube picked up on it. Hitman Go, which is yeah. like a, a game that I guess it's some people tablet, know about. a tablet game where you like garrot people and throw them off roofs and things. Or Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were actually both a little surprised that that The Sims led on the on the headline for Buzzfeed. For, yeah, for Buzzfeed. Yeah, but I, I do. It's in there. But it's yeah. There there was some references. I mean, when in the treatment we had Sims characters, like images of Sims characters, but not so much the set. And I'm I'm surprised that people kind of like sunk their teeth. I mean, I think I think in general when you're dealing with like the Buzzfeed crowd, it's like you need to be like oh, this is just like something else you know, you know, for in order for people to kind of um, relate to it or respond to it. But honestly, I've never played Sims in my life. When I was a kid, it was something that like the cool 
kids because my my parents are immigrants so I like grew up with like weird Russian movies and like didn't really get to like do the cool things other kids were doing so in my mind The Sims is like something to aspire to you know it's like what like the cool kids are doing that I like didn't really know what it was you know I can assure you that I, I was playing Sims and I was not the cool kid <laughs> yeah I was, but, gonna, I was gonna say that's the first person I've heard that's like man if I could only get to the Sims level of cool yeah uh, yeah, but I think in this case, honestly, like, the kind of ethos of the video came from other stuff that Owen and I have done in the past, and even before that, some of, like, my weird performance art work that I was directing before I got into music videos, and Laura Murphy, who is the the blonde that kind of appears in the video a bunch, um, her and I have been working on that character in a number of different, like, weird obscure little videos that we made together um for a long time and she's been kind of my muse for a while so when i heard the song right away i just like pictured like this kind of movement movement and like facial tick thing that you know laura and i had developed for a long time and felt like it would be really perfect and then the concept kind of expanded from that. So I would say she actually was a really big part of just her face and like her, her character and her acting skills. That was, it, it was, it stemmed from that rather than the other way around. Yeah. Cause she, she's the, when I was watching it, I was like, seems like she's done this before. I don't know. She seems like she's like, she has like this down pad. She was really yeah, like yeah, rocking yeah. it. Yeah. When she got in front of the camera, like all I could say was like, all right, Laura, do your thing. <laughs> And then there's the other, um, there's the, the woman with the, no pun intended, bangs, who is licking the lollipop, which is one of my favorite shots. Yeah, we've actually worked with her as well. And she was in a video we did, um, it was one of our first videos we did for a band called Clementine and the Galaxy. And it was for a song called Robot. And she, we, we had these kind of like android girls. There's three of them. And she, she was one of them. Um, so we also knew that she could pull pull this off really well, and she's she's got a really really cool cool expressions that she makes and can kind of yeah. Can there's something unsettling about that lizard the lizard tongue. Yeah, the lizard. <laughs> is that is that an actual like is she actually doing that or did you guys repeat the she's, footage? She's totally That's doing that. Really yeah, sad. everything is real. I don't think we really we didn't. I don't think we well, really did that much. The fake pool. Well, the but pool is every, fake. Everything, yeah. everything else is, yeah, it's there. It's yeah. on camera, yeah. I love the pool. That was one of my favorite little subtleties. Is, is that, is, so I wonder if you guys could talk a little bit about the kind of set that was built um, for this video. So it, it's it's completely practical other than the the fake water? Yeah, every everything is practical, uh, right, more or less? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. other than, you know, some some cleanup jobs that happened but yeah it was yeah. it was actually built i mean i think because we've you know in the we've started out working on such low budgets and all of that we kind of out of necessity had to do we're really into certain you know referring to digital culture um but when you don't actually have the luxury to you know, use a CGI artist, you kind of have to do do everything in a different way, which is why I think historically we've we've had actors pretending to be GIFs, which we did in our uh, Pains of Being Pure at Heart video. Um, and, you know, even before that, I think this kind of like 
having humans act as if they are computers is something that's kind of a direction that we want to continue exploring. Um, but it would also, you know, but it was also cool for once to actually work with the real CGI company and have that pool in there. That yeah. was that was something that was a first for us. It was also nice to have it as like an additive rather than something that like the story centers it. around or you know, yeah. anything like that, which would be, yeah, I think it would be in a certain way hard, probably difficult for us, us to do something like that because it would be so foreign at this point. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we're not really like, we haven't yet conceptualized around, you know, having that kind of luxury of like, well, we could actually do anything. You know, it's usually like, well, we know we can build the set. We know that we can, you know, get these these actresses, and then you kind of go from there. And I'm curious, what kind of uh, direction you were giving uh, Krista Rue? Is that uh, her name from Powers? What kind yes. of uh, performance direction you were giving her? You, you you talked about people like robots. Is that kind of part of what you were telling her to kind of think about when she was performing? No, um, I wasn't. To be honest, I wasn't really sure when we got on set how I was going to direct her I was going to just feel it out because I knew exactly what I wanted from the girls but I wasn't sure with her because I had never met her um, I had met all the girls prior I had had coffee with all the girls that I hadn't worked with before um, so I had kind of talked to them about every every detail of their performance with her I hadn't met her so I wanted to sort of feel it out and then as soon as she started singing the song um, I decided to just kind of go with a more natural thing to offset how kind of computerized or you know digital artificial plastic the other girls were and I, th I think it worked now looking back on it um, I think it was nice to have her be a little bit more relatable um, just to kind of almost as like a, a doorway into this this world which is you know feels like slightly surreal and then Owen for shooting this was there any particular I know you um did you guys have a colors for this video that, that, you, that you worked with, or or is all the color in camera? Uh, well, no, actually, well, I I was essentially the colorist in the video. Me and Allie kind of sitting in the room doing it. Um, uh, but it it was actually shot. We shot in S log on a Sony FS seven hundred, and basically, you're shooting a all it. It looks like how it would have looked on set, but you shoot a flat image to get more information and color, uh, and then you can bring it out later. Uh, I think more of the challenges came from actually within our budget kind of achieving achieving the look that we needed. Um, and especially on the wide shot, shooting like 240 frames a second on some of this stuff and having like five lights <laughs> six six or seven lights so you gotta kind of put lights on double duty or work a little magic with that kind of thing but um yeah i don't think there's anything though particularly taxing as compared to some of our other other videos and actually while we ha got have you guys on the podcast we a few months ago we uh put comments on all our videos and 99% of the comments are that people asking us questions about information we don't have and uh, it just so happens that this con this video has a, a question on it from uh, loverboy666 um, <laughs> and it says great great Rebel. music great music video who directed the art and I suppose they're asking if there was an art director on this music video and was there oh yeah I think it's in the, cre in the credits um, the production designer was Emma Rose Mead 
and she was she you know she was overseeing all of the the set building every single prop all the the cocktails which were like Solid. actually so impeccably impeccable made I feel like you you, you can't even tell how because they're solid yeah. they're like they were made of like basically like jello but with like some thickening ad- added to make it almost so it's just like resin you know and then oh, there wow. was like and then she had made so they were like colorful jello and then she had separately made clear ice cubes out of that same jello to have inside the drink to make it solid it was it was very uh, it was like just the just those cocktails was like a whole project in itself well lover boy 666 and boy is spelled b-o-i by the way in case we want to text him <laughs> exactly yeah uh i'll ask him what his number is so you guys can text uh back and forth just like he's me <laughs> yeah, Adam Adam has an account to add directly to the site, but instead he is asking questions as Loverboy six six six. that's just how we that's that's how we recommend people add to the site, make up a name and ask us questions via the comments. Um <laughs> and then so I also wanted to I, I really love the um, Murmurs by Hundred Waters video. Um and and which came out in June over the summer. Um and I wanted to ask if that you know you mentioned kind of having humans act like computer programs or video games kind of it's in this video there are you know ton a lot of people who are dressed like dressed as construction workers and they kind of move in kind of random patterns and big groups is that the kind of is that the same idea of of you know having people move in like this kind of unnatural way it's kind of mesmerizing in a way I think I think conceptually it's actually very different because with the classic video it was really about taking certain tropes you know certain summer. music video image like tropes and like the idea of like what what's a classic summer video and then kind of subverting it or um you know turning it on its head a little bit um and ultimately kind of formally making a statement about it you know it was it was about that like the the ideas itself, everything we were going off of was, you know, these, this kind of the, like the, the, the kind of classic image of like how a girl should behave in the summer, which like is supposed to be kind of the funny aspect of that. Whereas with hundred waters, I think the, the process conceptually and just, you know, everything we were thinking was, was a lot more like genuine from the heart from the song if that makes sense you know it wasn't so much of like a statement about digital culture or a statement about something it was like um based on you know conversations with Nicole the you know the lead singer of the band and also just you know visions and images that we had from the song um it was it was meant more to be like a mythology that we were creating based on everything we knew and I also really wanted to talk about a video that we talked a lot about on the podcast um, in 2003, a year ago now. Jeez. Um, free sex. Some a band name that I'm going to butcher. Uh, actually, Adam, you speak French. Tell us the band name here. It's Autre Neveu. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, that's pretty. That's, that's good. <laughs> and Owen, did you shoot this video too? Uh, yeah, yeah. 
And we do not have that in the credits. Damn, we suck. Um, <laughs> but if anybody hasn't seen this video, this is this is a video that we were just kind of like fascinated by last year um, because it is, is it it is excuse me it is a single shot video set in this ballroom with these sort of uh, choreographed movements of people. And and if you haven't seen it, stop the podcast right now and go check it out because it's one of our favorite videos. Um, and I remember uh, Adam Alexander having a theory about what actually this meant. I mean, the actual story in this video was, and I was wondering if we get, Adam, do you remember what your theory was? Yeah, I thought it was kind of um, a play with gender stereotypes and kind of how the, the females are portraying like uh, a typical uh, female in like a courting kind of a thing and the men are all walking around real macho but then the front man is kind of in a gray area between genders that was sort of my theory and then I yeah something like that um I think you I mean I think you got it <laughs> oh sweet <laughs> um yeah that one's that one's a tough tough one to talk about I think because it is it is one of those things that to, it almost to me feels like a sculpture or something you know it's like um we we kind of we we made it we put it out in the world and I, I I'm not sure that I'm ready to I don't know that I'll ever really be ready to like go into what it all means because I I like that it exists on its own terms and that like you know what one of my favorite comments on that one on YouTube is is I'd rather watch a bird sleeping than this. It's <laughs> <laughs> like amazing. Um, but well, you, but yeah, you, when you talk mean, about I, oh, sorry, go ahead. So you, you you definitely tapped into for sure. I'm very impressed by that, Adam. Way to go, Adam Alexander. Yeah, That's good job. The way you uh, you kind of nestle in those little Easter eggs in your videos too. Like the album cover is kind of framed in the back. I love those little nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of that was if you if you check out the um, Autre Nouveau's album cover for Anxiety, it just has these two art handlers, um, you know, with white gloves holding these these frames, these empty empty frames, or just one empty frame rather. Um, and that was the starting point for the video. So the video is you know an expansion of this this simple image that that set kind of tells a whole story with just, you know, this kind of formal composition of these simple elements. Um, and the video is basically that in a way come to life. And you mentioned the, the, the kind of budget aspect of videos or maybe the, the, the dream, the dream of a certain kind of environment for making videos that hasn't been quite re realized yet. And I'm, and when I think when I see this video, I see like something that's like kind of like a very large scale production. How did you guys pull to that together for for this video? That that one was honestly like I I still don't really know. I mean, um, because it wasn't it wasn't a very big budget at all. Um, a lot of volunteer time. A lot of volunteer yeah. time, and you know, we had an amazing producer for that one named Julia Simpson who. I mean, she really, really brought it all together. Um, it's literally, you know, walking into that banquet hall where we shot it and, like, you know, two girls going into the office of this, like, old Greek man who's been running that place. I mean, it's a, uh, what was that place called? Grand Prospect Grand Hall Prospect, where we yeah. shot it in Brooklyn. 
um, you know, they have weddings and stuff, but they've been around for as long as, I mean, like Fred Astaire, Fred and Ginger Astaire have like danced in there and, um, and Woody Allen has shot in there. I mean, it's just like an amazing place. And it literally came down to me and Julia going into this old man's office, which is just like filled with like 300 amazing sculptures. <laughs> it's like the craziest place. And, and just sitting there and like with tears in our eyes, like begging him to let us use it for <laughs> the amount of money that we had. Um, and him just feeling sorry for us, you know, it was like things like that. And then a lot of volunteer time. I mean, you know, we've been really fortunate to have very loyal, a loyal crew yeah. and cast members who keep coming back to work with us because they believe in what we're doing and they also have trust that one day maybe we'll make millions of dollars and be able to pay them all. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, but, a, but a big part of it is I think we really have fun. I mean, that, that shoot, there was, I think, like 95 people on set and um, we had wow. exactly 10 hours to shoot it and... Yeah. It was it was definitely one of the most most intense. I don't even remember it because it was just like being caught in like a whirlwind of I was standing on the stage of that space with a microphone just like counting off beats like a one and two and three and four and you know and having everyone move to them. Um and we had ten hours and it was one of those things where it's you you go five minutes over and you're charged an extra thousand dollars and it comes out of your, yeah. you know, your bank account that doesn't even have that much in it. You know? So it's like, <laughs> it was the stress levels, the stress levels of something like that were really, I don't know at this point if we, if we can quite go back to spreading ourselves that thin because um, it takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot out of your, your collaborators. It's, you're asking a lot to, to be like, you know, to make a production of that scale yeah. um, when one, you really should just for that budget be shooting, you know, two people on a on a white psych, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's hard to know sometimes. It's like it's one thing <clears throat> to to be able to wear yourself thin. Yeah. You know, and it's another thing to ask ask that of somebody else, and it's like, or you just be five people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. you present them the option, and oftentimes you're like, yeah, I'm there, let's, but, let's do it. But at the same time, I think experiences like that has, have also, you know, now that the budgets are getting a little bit bigger, um, I think we learned so much from, from working in conditions like that. Um, not that those were bad conditions, but, you know, just in terms of, in terms of kind of the labor that went into it with all of the people we work with, that now we are super resourceful. Like we've, you know, we've gotten better at being really resourceful and just being smart about what's realistic, you know, without having, you know, and having people still be happy at the end of the day, you know. That's, that's Uh, one of the most stressful situations I can think of where you have, close to 100 people there and then if you go over a certain time buddy's gonna be taken out of your bank account yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean it's, it's insane uh... and like and the, and everyone's wearing like ball gowns and stuff it's, <laughs> like, it was the, the weirdest I mean I, and you know and it's the fanciest place I've ever been to I mean we felt like we were like Cinderella's running around in there you know it's like even just the bathrooms everything is gilded you know and meanwhile we're like our lunch literally was pizza in the parking lot because we weren't allowed <laughs> yeah. to have food there. So we're all these just like starving artists and, and, and actors and, and everyone's gowns. wearing tuxes and ball gowns <laughs> and like, and like, and just like wolfing down cold pizza in the parking lot <laughs> and then running back in there and like doing this weird performance. <laughs> you know, it was so weird. <laughs> That's that music video life. That's a music video yeah. life. 
um well if you like we mentioned we're gonna have all the links on imvdb.com slash podcast um where you can check out uh, the ego free sex free video as well as many others um and you know besides those videos we have a few other videos to talk about this week because every week on the podcast we talk about the music videos that have come out this week some of the popular ones and some of the, some of the cool ones. Some of the cool ones, yeah. Sometimes, uh, so, <laughs> if there's a Venn diagram, sometimes those circles like come together, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes, yeah. Right on occasion. <laughs> let's let's start with one of the cool ones. And since we already said his name once, let's start with the music video that Austin Peters directed this week. How how about it? I have everyone on board with that. We everyone needs to agree on the direction of this podcast. Yeah, but full disclosure, you you just hung out with Austin in New York, so this is a little. This is sort of like one of those. Uh, you're recommending a product, but you're also on the board, kind of thing. Uh, I don't, I don't. I'm on, I'm on the board of Austin Peters. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's that's cool. Uh, I, I particularly wanted to talk about this video though because uh, it bears a lot of resemblance to a video that we talked about last week, and I think that's, I think that's super interesting. Maybe I'm, a, maybe I'm an idiot. Um, Are you talking uh, about the f- uh, fuck? You, here's the title: "Fuck You All the Time," which is a remix by. Sh- uh, Shlomo and Jeremiah. And Jeremiah yeah. Right. I am talking about the Fuck You All the Time remix video by Shlomo and Jeremiah. The concept of this video is a phone sex line. And uh, last week we talked about a LaRue video called, uh, it has a name that someone remembers. Kiss and Not Tell. Kiss and Not Tell by LaRue. And that also is um, uh, phone sex related. And so uh, that's fun. Uh, to talk about um the, another similarity is that the is that there's the phone number in the shlomo and jeremiah video can be called and uh and that and you can hear a song um and and you can hear that right now should, oh, should we pause, call, should we call we, it we could call or just pause for edit okay does anybody know what we did it in number terms is uh hold on it's one one eight eight four one hold on. one eight four four Nine, uh, nine, three, three, one, three, one, eight. Okay. Here we go. Let's give it a shot. This is live. This is, this is podcast life. There we go. Last time we tried to call the LaRue line with everybody in the line, but we couldn't get through it to call later. Come on. And we'll play it later. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, so that was fun, guys. That was a great song. Uh, we all loved it. Um, here's here's what, an, another reason why I wanted to bring this up. I, I think I like this video better than the LaRue video because it, it, it has a second level to it, right? The LaRue video is kind of just one thing, and that is the phone sex line. And this, this video kind of goes, goes somewhere. Uh, a- Adam Fairholm, how do you feel about that? Uh, I agree because the, the, I think they... What you're alluding to, the area where it goes, is the person calling the f- the, f- the sex phone line, which are our performers in the video. So you actually like get both sides. At, mm-hmm. at one point, they're performing a verse on the phone, like in a bridge, I guess, calling a sex phone line. I wouldn't have advised calling a sex phone line in public, but uh, <laughs> but I guess I guess uh, for these guys, that's just what you do. Um, but yeah, no, I, I did enjoy this video. It's got uh, it's a, it's kind of got an interesting angle to it. 
The LaRouve one was a little bit more tongue-in-cheek. It was a little more innocent. This one's a little bit more... Well, the, the fuck you is in the title. So it's a bit it's, sexier, I think. It's a bit sexier, yeah. Adam, was, Adam, Adam Alexander was uh, excited by this video. You, you were excited by this video? A bit more excited than the LaRouve video. <laughs> okay, cool. Now we know your yeah, type. I, I have to say I was also excited by the video. Okay, so we have two for excited. Owen? Uh, yeah, yeah, I dug it. I dug it. Okay, but were you excited? Um, in what sense? Oh man, yeah, I, I mean, was going to ask what kind of like. <laughs> I mean, if you have to ask, you weren't excited. <laughs> no, I think it was like I think I think that it was legitimately a really sexy video, and that was that was my like my first instinctual reaction to it. I was like, it was like that is so much sexier than I know we haven't gotten to this yet, but like. For example, like, for example, the the new booty video that just that just dropped. Um, there's something. There's like something. Well, there's something weirdly restrained it. about yeah. um, about it, even though it doesn't seem like it's that restrained. But I think like ener- like the the energy of it is restrained in Austin's video. I like that you said the the booty video that just dropped because that's what you do with booties uh, typically. That's, in, in that's a good point. Yeah. Drop them. Well, um, I really want to talk about that, and, and yeah, fuck you all the time. Remix is a great video, and it's I highly of, recommend it. Totally, um, Austin P- Peters, directed by Austin Peters and Sussboy. Um, Who well, I think did the animation? Did the animation? Yeah, because there's a fair amount of animation in this video. Uh, a little bit of throwback animation, but I I do really want to talk about the booty video because this is so. Uh, Whoever watched the uh, MTV VMAs this year, just maybe a month ago, I show, um, Jennifer Lopez was on the red carpet and she was being interviewed. Um, and she said that she, like the next day, she was going to go shoot this video for for a new single called Booty with Iggy Azalea. And it was supposed to come out, I think, a few weeks ago, right? This is this video has was... been kind of on the. It's been it's been on the the block for a while. It's been on te- the block. There was a teaser, right? Two weeks ago, they released a teaser, and it, and the teaser was released. It was in some places with a um, September 9th uh, release date right. for this video, and here it is, uh, the 18th. It finally came out, 9 p.m. Like the teaser, probably liars. Liars is what they are. So anyway, uh, Adam Adam Fairholm, I think you described this video as Jennifer Lopez's midlife crisis. Um, <laughs> do we? Who else agrees yeah. with that? I do. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was the thing that we didn't want to say but but you said it so there you go all right you guys you guys didn't say it if anyone if anyone gets quoted it'll be adam alexander through me so it'll be a weird quote as it is you guys won't be won't be tied to it but i'm glad you agree adam alexander however i think has a different take on this video we should mention hype williams i don't know if we have or haven't is the director adam alexander enjoyed enjoyed this video really yeah i mean i i did enjoy the video okay Uh, explain yourself for what it I, I'm just. I think I'm just a big Iggy Azalea fan. I think that anything she releases, I'll probably like. That's man. That's oh, it's. Oh boy. That's, yeah, that's a terrible justification. I was. I was ready for some some kind of like some substance. Uh, you usually have a real reason for liking a video. Just because. Just because. Just because you heart Iggy Azalea is not in reason. No, no. Enough I think that that is the exact reason why you should not like this video because. <laughs> Iggy Azalea, this is the first music video that I've seen in a very, very long time where the featured artist looks visibly uncomfortable. If this was like a kidnapping yeah, if this was a kidnapping <laughs> video, we would see it like she was. I think she would no, she's, she is. She's blinking in Morse code, please help me. 
<laughs> so true. It's so perfect. Yeah. Because Iggy Azalea, when it comes down to it, is not. I mean, Nicki Minaj has made a career out of like with the Anaconda video is unabashedly gonna go in that direction with being you know you know showing her her butt or whatever and making a kind of a gimmick out of that. But I think the the kind of misunderstanding that whoever is managing Iggy Azalea's career uh, or maybe her herself has made is that that her career or whatever is about her like sexuality or her body or whatever. She just seems she seems really super uncomfortable. I I feel and I and I feel like Iggy Azalea thinks that this is what she kind of has to do, and it's mixed at the perfect time with Jennifer Lopez also de- thinking that this is what she yeah has also to thinking right. like desperately trying to get back into the frame. It, it, I mean, it is so true. It, there's a moment in the video where she looks at the screen and says, "Like, get help." What did what, yes. what did she say? I can't, I can't remember. Get help. <laughs> but it is just so transparently like help me i have no clue what i'm doing and also help me i I don't i like i i signed on to this i didn't know really know what it was that it's just so painful and she is actually tacked on to this song this song on the album is featuring pitbull and and (laughs) and i swear to god and then they made the video and they're like wait pitbull doesn't have a a butt like this we need we need to find one and they're like wait all the kids love iggy azalea put her in my video um i was just doing a jennifer lopez impression when i was saying that because that's what she wanted um because yeah so iggy azalea definitely like has done some risky things in her. That's what I wanted to say. So I mean, the booty drop-in's been happening with Iggy since like her old videos. Like she's always been doing, but not like this. It was kind of like within a context or, or, um, kind of within a larger picture. Like there's, I don't see the picture here. Like this is just, it's not like Scott. This is just like shots from like waist down of butts. Like it really is like a, it's, pretty close to a softcore porn she even Except, but there's yeah. something there's something i think about this like new girl on girl trend i mean i think shakira and rihanna did something similar it wasn't quite as graphic mm-hmm. but it was also like the whole premise of the video was just like the two of them being sexy like kind of with each other and with the wall you know <laughs> yeah. and like, the video is i can't remember to forget you by directed by joseph khan just ps yes yes um to our and- listeners not you sorry yeah, yeah. Um, but then, you know, but then with this one, it's like kind of like that, but then it's taking it to the next level. And I don't know. I, I feel like I have a fantasy, like I have some fantasy that if we keep going in this direction, we'll hit the ultimate of like just the ultimate, like, okay, music videos equals porn. And then we'll have no direction to go but back. And then people will just start making like slow Tarkovsky films for music videos. And- Hopefully. <laughs> some utopian world like that's where we'll go we'll just you know we'll we'll hit that i mean how much further can we really go than anaconda and then this video it's the, like it's less, we're, we're hitting that we're hitting that maximum i think more or less uh, well you know they said that in like robert palmer videos you know when those came out it's just uh, the 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 less clothes you're wearing there's less places to hide creativity in your video like there's you know, ah, I don't know. Yeah, it is what it is. Well, it, it just how more ham. I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't like when I saw the Anaconda video. 
I guess I never could have imagined myself like two weeks later, like upholding it as like a standard for anything. But just hype. I don't know how Hype Williams like ham fisted this. There's a, there's a moment in the video toward the end where she's sort of, or Jennifer Lopez is sort of in this kind of uh, whatever oil or whatever, and she's rolling around. And then at the at the complete worst time you can think of, there's a product placement for the EOS uh, lip. No, wait, that's stuff. the be- that's the best time because that stuff gives you moisture in the oh, same way that the Vaseline that she's covering <laughs> gives you moisture. I mean, when I get dry lips, I typically you could use Vaseline for, and achieve the same effect. So I thought it was it was perfectly placed. Uh, but you make a good point too, Adam. I'm just pre- I'm presenting the counter. There's just, yeah, there's just nothing to this. It's like it reminds me of something that if anybody's seen the movie Idiocracy. And the, the, the scene where the guy is watching TV and, and there are shows like, uh, you know, a guy gets hit in the nuts. Or, Ow, or I think the show is called Ow My Balls. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if there was a music video channel, this video would yeah, play. Yeah, see this movie. It's great. It's my, my movie. But I'd like to bring I'd like to bring Adam Alexander back to this conversation just to say I love Iggy Azalea too, uh, Adam. And I don't think you're wrong for, for liking Iggy Azalea. Like I'm not saying this is like the crowning achievement of <laughs> I just saying like I didn't hate it. I didn't That's hate it. that's fine. I mean if are you comparing it are you did you like are you I, you like I, it better I, than Anaconda? I like it better than Anaconda. Okay. Uh, Which I would say is arguably more graphic than this. Anaconda. Uh arguably some of the dancing is definitely more like directly referencing uh no, this sex, is, this I is guess. catalog. They're, they're just bending over in this video. Maybe not. I don't know. I haven't watched it enough to, to judge the, that on those merits. No, this is Sears catalog and Anaconda is maybe Victoria's Secret, I guess. But the, yeah, this is more... Is this Sears catalog? This is Sears catalog level. <laughs> That's good. Okay. I'm, you're absolutely right. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> Maybe even like Fredericks of Hollywood is what Anaconda is. Am I like getting too weird and specific about like underwear magazines? Because I'll stop a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But we Allie can... and Owen, you're you're with us on you're on the Doug and Adam camp. I I feel like. The, the, yeah, the what? Yeah. The, the Doug and in terms Adam, of not like this video, not in terms of anything else that we've I said. Hate Adam yeah, Alexander are a little less impressed with booty. Oh yeah. As, as yeah, booty I think Anaconda's okay. I mean, Anaconda. There's there's at least. At least it's like the booties within a context that's like well executed, you know. Here it's like here I, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it's like maybe because none of you guys are ever gonna like don't have to worry about like the crisis of being a woman in her forties. Like maybe I have like a sensitivity towards it where I'm just like I just like can can like sense that that anxiety that makes a woman do that. <laughs> Not that not that I relate to it, but I can just like I can sense that that there's like that's part of it. I don't know. Well, five and like I will. She looks fantastic in this video. Obviously, yeah. No, she so looks she looks also, totally amazing. It's also you very know, low dark in all her shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think that this one reeks of something weird. I can't, you know, and I do think it's a mix of that and then also Iggy Azalea. Looking, looking a little scared. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> the, the screenshot of this video looks like 
like in the thumbnail looks like Jennifer Lopez is like forcibly keeping Iggy Azalea <laughs> in the video. It's like S- yeah. stick around longer. Uh, smells of something weird. Uh, is that what you said? Because that is the podcast title or something, maybe. I- yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. It definitely smells smells of something weird. <laughs> well, just think of your Iggy Azalea, how much of a mindfuck this is. Because, like, you know, uh, in 2011, she was, like, she did a video called Pussy, which we kind of were examined as a weird a weird uh, object to to kind of dis- dissect in 2011, directed by Falcon, which she's since desperately tried to get off the internet. Um, and you know it's just been like the last two years, and and then all of a sudden you've got you're you're you've got you're sitting on a set with Hype Williams, one of the the most famous music video directors of all time, and Jennifer Lopez, one of the biggest stars of all time, and Hype Williams is telling you to rub your butt against Jennifer Lopez's. What are you gonna do? I I do not blame Iggy Azalea one bit in this. Well, I yeah, but I think that also he's he's kind of gone in a direction with the last few videos where he's. It seems like he's into kind of stripping things back. It's like a, he's probably seeing where we've gone in t- 2014 in terms of like all the crazy shit that everybody's doing. And I feel like his response to that is let's just strip it back. And like, which is, you know, the, the Beyonce and Jay-Z drunken love video is like, I think really beautiful because it really is like he was he was like, well, what can I do? I have this, you know like chart topping song that's gonna you know that's just like gonna destroy the world i have it i have beyonce i have jay-z what do i do with them i'm gonna give them one glass of wine and put them on a beach and shoot it in black and white which i think is actually a really smart move because he just like took it and he made it really intimate and it's like he really kind of juiced them for everything he could you know whereas i think he had a sim probably had a similar mentality in this one he's like okay well what can i do with these two women like oh i can just shoot them from the waist down and have them just like clap their butts for four (laughs) minutes straight or whatever you know Um, that's a a really good point about the drunken love video though because that's such a and it's similar kind of i don't know how old beyonce is i I don't think she's in her 40s i don't think she's she's somewhere in between iggy and 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 j-lo yeah, but and but she, you know she's she, but the whole that whole album uh, Beyonce, um, which had a music video made for everyone, was the, one of the, like the kind of like the ideas of the album was it's all about sex with Jay Z basically. It's all the entire <laughs> album, and then that video kind of like I was I was super not into the album, but that video has like a weird like kind of uh, like chemistry between the two of them, um, and I and I don't know if that's wine. I think that's like Hennessy or something. Um, that Jay Z's yeah, holding, uh, yeah. Uh, I think he's, I think he's going for Drake. Drake is Drake does the white wine. I don't know if Jay Z does, um, but yeah, it's just, it's it it worked just so well, and I think it worked because of you know the the chemistry between those two. Um, but right, yeah. but it's also but Beyonce's whole thing is about you know the fact that she's always been totally like scandal free, you know, oh, yeah, and true, yeah. I think a video like that just kind of furthers that idea of like. Of, well, she's just, you know, a loyal wife and mother, um, despite the fact that she's, like, incredibly hot and all of that, you know. And I think probably with this booty video, it's like I think he's he's also just kind of tapping into into their personalities as artists because neither of them have the personality as artists to just be like, you know, I'm a loyal wife to my husband. You know what I mean? They've never They've never tried to to take that on you know they've both been like booty pussy yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like so it's like if i'm hype williams i'm gonna be like okay what are they about how do i just like really simply 
illustrate that, you know, and this 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 was the product yeah. of that. I think. <laughs> no, that's so true. It's a fantastic point. Because it's not like Hype Williams, like, you know, he puts he puts out videos like this that like you see um and you you look at it for the first time you're like this is this is like a not a, very, a good video hype Williams sucks now but then like you know it's it's a little bit different thing because 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 then you look at drunken love and that becomes like an iconic video it becomes iconic yeah I was just gonna say that it's that that's I think that that's what he's trying to do he's basically just trying to like play into what's already going on and as a result. I, who knows? Maybe this video will somehow be iconic in some, like you know, in some world. Well, Nicki Minaj's yeah. music video broke the the Anaconda video, like broke Vivo's record for sync twenty four hours. So that's gonna be iconic based on the, those numbers. It's gonna get that, you know, it got that that it beat Wrecking Ball or whatever. And so the yeah. booty's booty's probably after that. That's why it released. So it released at nine nine p.m., which uh, is essentially um, UTC fluctuates, but that's essentially Friday morning. So, like the 24-hour period is going to be all day tomorrow, and all day tomorrow, uh, which is today, if you're listening to this podcast, everyone's going to be talking about these two ladies' butts, and everyone's going to watch this video. And so they're they're grabbing for the views, and they're grabbing for the gifts and the screen grabs, and and they're going to get them, and people are going to watch this video. So I do think it. It, for for a different reason than why we now look at drunken love as iconic, this this could get that popularity numbers um, to to make it iconic. I mean, we just spent forty five minutes talking. About it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So, it's so fun, but it's almost like when those um, all those celebrity nude photos were you know were hacked into a few weeks ago, whenever that was, and it was one of those things where it's like where it's like. Well, I got got to go look at that. I mean, I didn't look at them for the record, but I know that I'm sure a lot of people did just for the reason of being like, I hear they're out there. I got to go see it. And I feel like with this video has a similar effect where it's just going to be a matter of like, like, oh, I could see both of their booties in one video, <laughs> like two for one. Cool. You know? have to watch two separate videos to see it. Yeah. Right. yeah, I know. That's too much work. Too much clicking. Yeah. Right. I, the, another, so... Uh, I think we could we could move on to another. I think we should move on to another pop video. Yeah, let's um, do that because this video um, really surprised me this week, and I can't figure out if it's in a good way or a bad way. But I would like to I would like to to submit it to the panel here, and that is "Don't Be Gone Too Long" by Chris <laughs> Brown featuring our 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 favorite lady Ariana Grande, directed um, by directed by Chris Brown. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. One thing we should mention about this video, the, the embed that we have on the site right now is is some kind of rip. I know it looks like Vivo, but it's definitely not. It's on some weird Ariana Nader central YouTube account. This is a rip. And for the life of me, I can't find where this video actually exists as not a rip. I can't figure it out. And like this video is being talked about all over the place, but I don't know where it is for real. Chris Brown like just like put this video on a VHS tape and like threw it down the street, and now it's just yeah. ripped, <laughs> ripped on YouTube all over the place. But uh, you put on a floppy disk, right? Know? So that's that's an interesting thing. I can't tell if it's like I don't think it's being buried. I think he just premiered it in such like a he probably like premiered it on some startup that he's trying to start or something, and that's why nobody can find it. Or like yeah. some Justin Bieber website. Uh, but like 
it's it's uh it, justin that, bieber website no like justin <laughs> that seems like i made that up but like justin bieber has like a video uh startup that he invested in like for sharing videos and i actually think that that could be where this video premiered um but I don't know for sure because can't find it. Um, but but we, anyway, that, that's why this video has such a low view count despite being like two massive pop stars involved with it. Yeah, it was, well, actually, that's funny you mentioned that because I was wondering and I was like, well, this, is, this is a cool video. This is an interesting video, but it looks like shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's why. Uh, so we should mention the, the concept of this video. is it's, It takes place in some sort of medieval, maybe Game of Thrones-esque setting. And the, the the thing is very simple. Uh, Ariana Grande and Chris Brown are, are lovers, and uh, Chris Brown is thrown in the dungeon, and Ariana Grande is princess. And, uh, you know, I can't remember what happens at the end of this video. I think he escapes, and he... Saves her, because she gets captured. Why yeah. kissing in a field. Right. Kissing in a field. They're, they're both live happily ever after and then the opposing forces arrive and then it leaves you on a cliffhanger that's oh right. shit a cliffhanger shit that's why you don't remember what happened at the end because it doesn't and ariana grande despite <laughs> being such a huge star right now has a really terrible track record i think of doing music videos with people i still have nightmares about mac miller hit, hit the, the way featuring mac miller where mac miller in his like giant sweater which you know smells like like farts and weed it's like <laughs> it's like hugging is like hugging her and he they make out they make out pretty they like make pretty... out it is i i can't believe anyone allowed that video to happen shame <laughs> on you jones crow um but but this i thought this video kind of worked i don't know what do you guys think i, I disagree so, totally dis- disagree yeah i also disagree <laughs> okay uh, right. okay <laughs> I mean, I think that I think the main the main thing with a video like this is it's it's a really good example of why you should never let artists direct their own videos. It felt yeah, <laughs> it it felt it, well. I don't want to be too too hard on it, but yeah, no, I felt like the kind of fantasies I would have before going to bed when I was like a ten year old or something, you know, <laughs> like like I'm with the girl and then like the bad guys, but I have a sword. I think it's just I feel like it just reeks of somebody with a lot of money and power being like. I like Game of Thrones. Like, I want to do that thing, kind of, you know? And Chris Brown definitely has a lot of money and power. He essentially directs all his music videos. We have 21 director credits for Chris Brown in the database. Some are not even his video. He directed a Kid Ink video. He directed an Asher Maroney video. He directs videos for other artists as well. Um, That's uh, so interesting. And they all, I mean, like, he directs, he also directs, you know, his the massive hits, you know, Loyal and all the other ones that people sing on Vine, uh, and he he directs all he directs everything, and uh, you know that's why you don't hear about how awesome those Chris Brown videos are. But but uh, this, is, this is the first one that is like a concept video. Like if you look at Loyal, it's just is a like you know it's your standard rap video, right? It's him dancing around and like and like stealing women from people. But this, uh, this is him. I think this is him like kind of like making a turn and be like i want to make like artistic video i know i know it's not art- artistic but but and you, we should mention a show shot by uh, joseph labisi who is a fantastic dp uh, and i think he did a great job with this um, the lighting was impressive yeah yeah and he yeah. and, jo- and and labisi also yeah. collaborates frequently with chris brown ish sh- shot look at me now um uh yeah it, it looks great it's it's I think I, shots I, that work there's, and I agree that I like the con- like conceptual things. Like 
Chris Brown not just like dancing around in a sweater. Like I like that he's trying something interesting. I I just think that it's it's still it's misses. <laughs> so you're like it's good because he's not wearing a sweater. <laughs> right, I'm cool with the, with the not the sweater. Wearing, he is wearing. He's got a hood on at some point. Uh, it's right. wearing a dungeon. Yeah. So he's wearing he's a different like a, a different type sweater. of sweater. Yeah. <laughs> a different type of sweater. The the kind of sweaters that like the cool kids wear who play The Sims are, are right. not <laughs> not the are, I they upset me that the way they wear their sweaters and this and Chris Brown wears it that way and he does it in this. I really don't like the the shaky dance camera. Shot. Yeah, it's like in a paint shaker at Home Depot or something. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that's is that to hide something? I feel like it must be to hide something. I think it's to accentuate the, the moves, probably. Yeah, I think it, yeah. very well. It's, so, it's, uh, yeah, because so, I'd never see that anywhere but his dance family videos. channel. What did you say? The Family Channel? Yeah, it's Disney. It's uh, ABC Family now. First of all, yeah, they well the Disney Channel. Sorry, in Canada it's Family Channel. Oh shit! Right, you have stuff works differently up there. Sorry, it's cool. But yeah, they would use that on uh, on the, those dance shows sometimes. The camera shake, cool. So the maybe page. we should talk about a, a good video. And and um, <laughs> Ali, you know, are you guys good on time for maybe like another ten minutes? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Cool. Um. And Doug, what, what, you choose. You choose the one we talk about because we well, got some some choice ones here. Yeah, I'd like to at least at least do two more. I'd like to start with a uh, uh, bl- blindfold by two fifty four, um, directed by Charlie Robbins and Chris Hugel. Uh, this is this is a super cool looking video. Adam Alexander would call it sexy, right? Adam, Adam Alexander. Yes, and stylish. It's Style, sexy and stylish. Yeah, it's so stylish. It's it's beautiful. It's really nicely shot. Yeah. It's really it's great. Also, the song is is fantastic, Super. and that that helps usually. This looks to me like it was shot on film. I don't really know. Oh, Owen, can you? Would you be able to back me up? Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say sixteen. It looks like sixteen to me. Yeah, it looks super, um, it's, it's like a, a grainy a little bit. Is that the right word? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a bit grainy. Probably older older film stock. But yeah, I I I put it down that this was this was on film for sure. Nice. Do you guys know where? Does anybody know where where, where this was shot? This looks like England to me. Yeah, these especially like this this shot right here in the uh, screen in the thumbnail of like this like circular. The, the tunnel is so yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, it feels super English though, because um, it's like somewhere I've never seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh, must another jacket is epic though. Yeah, that is, yeah. That is an epic clothes jacket. I'd wear that. Yeah, her jacket's great. She's beautiful. The film quality is great. The song is good. It's just it's a winner. Yeah, and there's super the there's like a live performance style uh, stuff in here too that like fits in really well with this like super obviously like set up stylized like sunset in the background stuff like the stuff cut together really well. This yeah. this to me kind of gave me and I, I don't there's no like direct stylistic or like any other like physical line to it but it it, it gave me the same like vibe as the uh, my pay don't wait video was one of my favorite videos of the year where you just get the sense like this they you know um how do you say her name or, or the group's name 254 i guess yeah right? like the time yeah. um it, you know they're they're you know young they obviously look they have they have like fantastic camera presence 
Um, it's an early video of theirs, and they just kind of know how to control that part of their image. Um, and, you know, I think we're going to... I would really like to see more work from them because they obviously know what they're doing in this area. Definitely, like, you know, Charlie Robbins and, and Chris Hugel as well. Um, but, the, you know, it's we see so many videos a day, and it's very rare when we see somebody with, like, really fantastic camera presence. Yeah. It's yeah, kind of really elegant. Yeah, definitely. I feel to it, too. Yeah, elegance, elegance is a super good way to describe it. I think the the camera movement adds to that, like the steady cam that they use also kind of gives that gives that feeling to it. Adam, yeah, I think it's a up? really good I think it's a really good quality when a director can see that like just shooting something straightforward of the artist is is the right call. And I think this was this is a good example of that. And it feels like a like like it's like little scenes from some movie that you don't know what the movie is about, but it's, you know, it feels like um, if you pull off any shot from it, like it could be, yeah, like a movie yeah. trailer or something like that, like a, some, like, 70s French film or something yeah. like that. Uh, all the settings, I think, definitely, like, in like sort of inhabit a mood and, in their own right, and that's something that, like, is pretty cool, that it evokes, like, like, I really love this stuff. Is it, I'm going to say Dawn, but in the... In the courtyard between the buildings, I think it's a great like half light kind of. Yeah, they chose a really good time of day. And and I think that's something that's really unique to music videos. And, and Ali, I wonder if, if you found this as well in terms of like when you're writing a treatment or you know conceptualizing something. Um, like music videos have that don't have that obligation to resolve anything, so you can just kind of like tell a, a fragment of a story or just show a fragment. And you, by the end, there's no like narrative wrap that has to happen. You can just kind of in, invent something and just come in in the middle of it and leave in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, totally. But it's nice. It's nice sometimes to allude to something bigger. Or, I mean, I think with each project, it just depends. But um, there is, I feel like a video like this is a really good example. You have like this kind of snippet, this kind of little like snippet of life, you know. Um, that it's like you don't really walk away being like, what happened in that tunnel? You know, like, does she get eaten by a gorilla afterwards? It's like you don't <laughs> question it. Um, and yet at the same time, it does feel like there's a story there and there's like some some kind of like like residual narrative or something. Yeah, like even though it's not resolved, they're still linked to one another in some way, whether it's like thematically or emotionally or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you guys do that well in the ejecta video, actually. It's kind of like that, too. Where there's not really a narrative, but it feels like there is. Right, right. Yeah. And that, I think, yeah, and I think um, when, you, when you are working with an artist that you meet them in person and you're like, oh, I can see how this person's going to read on camera and it's going to be really special, um, then it's really, it, then those are those rare occasions where it's really, really nice to just, like, have the artist be be the focal point you know well i think we should talk uh, doug would you agree talking about the uh k-pop video would be good for finale? yeah no yeah definitely this is an interesting one holler by girls generation tts which is different <laughs> than just regular girls generation uh, could, you, could you explain that because i'm confused <laughs> okay so girls generation is like a massive girl group there's like 10 15 oh, of them gosh, yeah, yeah. and girls generation tts is just three of those girls uh oh, i believe that the t the t the t and the s correspond to their names uh but i'm not sure because every all the 
pro- descriptions have uh, characters I'm not familiar with. Uh, but yeah, vi- I'm I'm gonna love this video, especially like the Batman style text that pops up on the screen. Like whoever yeah. was whoever was impossible responsible for putting those English words together to put up on the screen uh, is is uh, hilarious uh, or uh, intentionally or unintentionally. Because I- man, I love that. I think I, I saw them live at South by two years ago. Um, it was either them or it was something that exactly like them. <laughs> um, another K- K-pop band that's it was it was five or six girls. But I have to say that in terms of like live performance, it was one of the most captivating and impressive things I've ever seen. Well, it like made it would make it made like the twelve year old girl inside me like just you know like just like very very excited. I felt like seeing the Spice Girls or something. <laughs> but I feel like this video has it's like just so. I mean I don't know these K-pop K-pop people. They really like they really. They really know how to make something seem so perfectly composed. Like the, it's like so rigidly put together, and you can see like the rigor of like every single shot, the camera movement, the choreography, the like everything down to like their nails and the hair and makeup. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's what makes videos like this so incredibly impressive. Is like just the attention to detail. I mean, nothing is off. There's no like. There's no C stand in the shot anywhere. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's also so much. It's like every, it's like all of everything. You know, it's like gold flecked chocolate on top of a filet mignon. It's like <laughs> it's it's just extreme. The color, the movement. Yeah, the, it is really good. It makes me feel like we'll never do anything valuable in our lives as long as this exists <laughs> to compare <wow>. ourselves. <laughs> and they, they're hogging up all the value. Fish. Um, K-pop has kind of taken like a pop video in like a logical progression. Like it's almost like they picked up like where the nineties ended and they just made it like amazing and perfect. Whereas like in North America, we just like dropped booties and like got dumber and stuff. But like, we're like, we're not making videos like this here. The energy and like just everything about it is like how I wish pop videos all were. It's true. And they're also not like, like I've for some reason watch a lot of Russian music videos and the Russians just shamelessly just appropriate everything that they can think of. You know, they'll literally just make like a very like hip hop, like a straight up hip hop video with all blonde Russian people in it. Or, they'll, you know, they'll just take certain tropes of American videos and then just recreate them in their context. Whereas I feel like with K-pop, they they do all that 90s stuff but they really do add their own flair to it like this really feels like a k-pop video it doesn't just feel like a well-executed american video you know for sure and they've they've really taken the mantle with the dutch angles they're really they're really carrying that which is something you you and dutch angles are kind of for anybody who is familiar are like uh i don't know how you describe them they're off kilter um yeah and Brother does that. Brother breaks them out pretty Sometimes, frequently. Yeah, but, but you don't see that in a lot of mainstream stuff. Um, even in films anymore. I, I guess I don't really see that much. But this is that's really featured in this. I think that, and, and it's funny. I, I was having a conversation with um, someone who is going to be contributing to our blog soon, which will be who will be writing on K-pop and, and J-pop music videos, um, and talking a little bit about how the reason w- why. Psy would broke into the um, U.S. market, maybe, and this is you know something 
anyway, sorry. The reason why Sai may be broken into the U.S. market is that he's a single person, and you know, the U.S. and kind of um, English market for music right now is very individual focused. I mean, if you look at the top ten music videos of all time, except for LMFAO, who's a duo, it's all single people. Um, and that that's, that's so fascinating. And, and it is, and it reflects in the you know the Hot 100 and and pretty much everywhere. It, it's it's really tough as a group. And especially if you're this group who have multiple offshoots of the group, um, yeah. uh, it's tough to to kind of break through and 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 be successful in the U.S. So I'm not really sure if something like Girls' Generation is going to be able to do that, but they make great music videos. That's so interesting because it's just basically like reflective of like the individualistic capitalist society it's it's so interesting i have just never thought about that before that's so cool and it doesn't it doesn't it goes beyond the top 10 it's basically like the whole top 40 uh music videos of all time there's a i think there's uh three bands total in here um one one republic one direction um and uh macklemore and ryan lewis oh and, and lmfao so four bands two of them are just duos and uh and two actual bands and they're boy bands um, which well, are base- oh, well, one Republic sounded boy band. Sorry. Well, I think that it, you know, and and we'll link to the. That's I wrote an article a few weeks ago called "Welcome to the New Age of Golden New Golden Age of Music Videos," um, based on a talk I did at Sprockets. And one of the kind of theses of that, or the ideas of that, is that we're living in, and and this is a huge impact on music videos in sort of a post. You know, like a single female artist era, you know, like the uh, the shift being in like 2006 to 2008, we saw like a giant amount of single female musical artists that we, in a volume we had never seen before, like Rihanna and Katy Perry and Lady Gaga, who are really savvy with music videos. Um, and that's made a huge effect on the recording industry and and music the music video industry. So I, I and so that's why I think that the the one K-pop artist to really like break through and be the most successful music video of all time in terms of views on YouTube is a single person. Um, but I wonder if it has something to do with relatability because there's like I feel like with Twitter and everything mm-hmm. you get so much closer to artists and there's like this this yeah. feeling like you know. You can. They take a picture of themselves in their hotel room with their puppy, and two seconds later, you see it, and you feel like you're their friend, and you kind of feel like you could be them. I don't know. I just it's saw. I went. I went to. Thing yeah. Here, yeah. Yeah. I, I just went to go see Lord uh, two days ago, um, and it was so interesting because I I haven't been to like a big show like that in a really long time, and the whole crowd was just populated with, you know, like. 12 to 18 year old girls that you know you could tell are kind of like the slightly but comfortably weird girls you know that are like that relate to lord it was like a very particular crowd of like not quite outcasts like the way you would see it like a metal show as a teenager yeah but like just this kind of slightly weird you know um and you could and they you know were idolizing her and like singing along all the all the lines and everything and it just made me realize that like when we were young there wasn't really that kind of like the way you feel like lord is your friend you know and she's whatever she is like 18 or 17 um and you're 17 and like you have this this idol that's like feels like so close to you um yeah, like we never had that yeah never yeah we never had that and i feel like that's kind of the 
that's kind of the ideal right now. And I wonder what, you know, maybe that's why, like when we were growing up, it was about NSYNC or when I was growing up, NSYNC and the Spice Girls and um, these groups where it was like, oh, the, the fantasy is that you and your friends get together and start yeah. a band. But even you know? then they, re- they reflected like different aspects of like a clique in school or, right. you know, like each one, everyone had a favorite that they related to more. Right. You know, like, oh, someone's this was the smart one, or here's the sensitive <laughs> one, or, you know. And and so they kind of bunched them together to get more, like, you know, bang, bang for their buck or yeah. whatever it is. And they don't need that anymore. But it's kind of scary, actually, if you, I mean, I'm sure you guys know more than, than I do, but, like, if you actually look into, like, how some of these K-pop bands come up and how they're, like, manufactured from a young age. It's, like, like, it's like, a little creepy. I feel like it's, like, bordering on Law & Order SVU or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we, I mean, in, the, you know, the area you're talking about, the NSYNC, uh, you know, uh, I mean, living in South Florida, a lot of the, you know, all of those bands came out of Orlando, and a lot of them trickled down to South Florida. And I remember hearing about so many, you know, Ozone and uh, O Town, BB Mac, and oh, all the okay. yeah, all the oh yeah, all those guys. It was O Town, not Ozone. Um, there was there was both. Oh yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. I think there was an Ozone. Um, yeah, Ozone. Ozone is real. It's true. Yeah, and uh, and we, we kind of had that thing going on for a little bit. Not as definitely not as as like raised from a young age, and not so I think. Uh, there wasn't such a process to it, but, but they was... are like plucked from a place and put together. But it, that, I don't think it happens anymore. You know, even even like Ariana Grande, who well, Ariana Grande is is styled to look sixteen, but she's twenty two. Um, but even like you know, Lord, I think we have more authentic people. And you're right. Like when we were in high school and talking as you know, like maybe late in, in our twenties, I guess late twenties. That was there was never anything like that. There wasn't anybody who were like I could be that person's friend. It was like oh my god, these people are so cool. Maybe one day I could be that that cool as well. I think a lot of that has to do with the way music is released now and gains popularity too. It's not all about big major record labels deciding who's pushed. They just like people can just kind of get noticed on their own now, like Lord did. Or uh, Echo Smith, which is a band that uh, we we had somebody come by the site who is uh, who has contributed a little bit at the site who was kind of a rabid Echo Smith fan um, a few years ago and it was constantly like talking. huge right huge like, huge right. Echo Smith fan and I was like okay Echo Smith I get it you know whatever and and now they just had to do they just did a second version of their I think Cool Kids is like number twelve or something like that on the Hot One Hundred yeah. That's another one that they use on Vine. Uh, I want to mention there are five bands in the top 40. Yelvis, The Fox, also top 25. Yeah, I don't know if that counts. I mean, um, it's in the, it, we, it counts for us. Uh, so it I counts think, for us. I think we, uh, I think we did yeah, it. Uh, yeah, we did. We did. We, uh, Booty, not, Booty knocked a couple of the videos that we wanted to talk about off the list. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, how could we, how could we know? Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and actually, thank you, whoever released Booty on on time, really an hour before our podcast recording, right, right on time. time. They, they, did it, they did it just for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, they did yeah, for. We got to get this in. Yeah, um, and Ali and Owen, thank you for so much for joining us in the podcast. This is fantastic. Thanks, thank you. Yeah. This is really yeah. fun. Um, and we also want to say a huge congratulations to Mr. Doug Klinger, who is headed into New York to start a, a new awesome job. 
had none other than Vimeo. Uh, That's true. So true. You're not lying. Doug is going to be and and IMVDB of course is still going strong. IMVDB is lar- you know larger than just D- Doug and I at this point. Luckily. Um, IMVDB belongs to everybody. It belongs to everybody. It's it, you know it's that's always been sort of the the idea of it from the start. Is an open music database. The, the data is for everybody. Um, so IMVDB of course will continue on in the exact same fashion fashion we have been. This podcast will continue on. Um, but that's awesome. Congratulations, Zug. Yeah, IMVDB is is super proud of you. Maybe not Adam Alexander, but but no, he doesn't, Adam doesn't give a shit. I told him he's like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm at Tim Hortons. Uh, but I'm, part part of my job is watching music videos because I'm I'm gonna be watching. I watch videos for them. So uh, yeah, Are you gonna be staff picking. That is that will be uh, among the responsibilities that I have. Yeah, oh. staff making staff picks. That is making so staff cool. picks with the, with the curation team. Um, so is- look out. Look out for a flood of music videos and the staff picks. Um, yeah. Nice. Uh, um, so yeah, so if, thanks for thanks for listening. And if you and yeah, if you're in New York, uh, uh, just email me Adam at Adam at com, and I'll email you Doug's cell phone number, and you can uh, <laughs> and my address and, yeah. and you can come hang out on my couch. Doug will buy you lunch. Um, so that is it for this episode. We will see you guys again uh, next week, and uh, thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye.